Okay, I'm gonna just try this. Now what's that noise? Uh, weird, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's weird, but it's good. Like that. Like that. Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, uh, I didn't put Mike on this call yet. I couldn't find him. Oh, God, for what? That sounded like Cormod coughing. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, I'm, I've been thinking about losing some more weight, but that doesn't do it. It doesn't burn enough calories. Thinking by itself, I mean, depends how hard you think. Well, I, I did. I did lose. I went from 285 before when I was trying to lose weight. I just stopped. <laughs> Stan knows stopped how there. to think. <laughs> Stan's thinking burns 79 calories per minute. You gotta learn to think like Stan. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're ever in a jam, you can call him. Doesn't matter what time of the day or night, and he'll be happy to tell you how to think. Uh -huh. Okay. Wow, that got dark. What's going on? Where's Mike tonight, uh, Fredericks? I woke him up. And then uh, we just—I don't know. He might have fallen back to sleep. He said he was going to go on to the yeah. uh, social media and let people know he was going to check with Tom to see if there was a show for sure or not. Well, well, there's not. I just read on the thing. It's on Twitter now. Yeah, five minutes before we uh, had to pull this together, right? There's just going to be a show on Friday. Hey, They're recording something in Earwolf. So mm -hmm. Checks out. JP Mike's here, huh? I don't know. Let's see if he's awake. It's still... He's not even green on my list here, though. I don't understand it. It's not green. Uh -huh. I no, you're, you're supposed to have a green circle with a check in the middle of it, but that's all right. As long as you're awake. You feeling all right? I'm all right. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I, I thought you were good. Did you, like, send out your mass message or? No. Oh. <laughs> he just added people on Skype. That's what I was at, act, waiting for, but that's all right. I, yeah, I had a eater here. I don't have a mass. Fredericks, why didn't you post on the board or something? Yeah. About this. Oh, you just didn't you gotta, you gotta be mysterious, and he doesn't yeah. want a big group. <laughs> That's right, Mike. He wants his small little cult. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Keep it manageable. <laughs> what did I miss? Oil can. Tim's been and gone. Oh yeah. But he didn't say a damn thing the whole time. <laughs> That's strange. Yeah. He's he's. Am I the only one that's got, like, static going on? Or? No. Fred, uh, you try to reconnect or something. I can do no. that. I've learned to ignore it. But, I, uh, I have no or, static at all. It's like, <laughs> being it's really like FM. Yeah, well, that's nice. Silly game. Game. And could you, like, uh, uh, maybe, uh, yeah. All right. You want to try to redo it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Call us back or but whatever. But, Mike, you got to sign in, though, Mike Lisk. 
What do you mean? I, I, I'm, I'm on. How did I get on here? I don't know. Are you calling from oh, your yeah, house? green on my oh, head. Is it green? All right, well, maybe uh, if I, I hang up, it looks like down. Google's uh, on. Uh, right. I, I don't see anybody else, though. So who I mean, all right, well, I'm going to hang up, add Mike and Dougal, and call, recreate this call. And then the, the rest, the four of us, right? At least. And Mike and Dougal, right. Okay. All right. Talk to you in a minute, guys. Okay. Okay. Uh, no. There he is. Says he's away. I'm going to this technical discussion. Is that what you miss the most, Frederick? <laughs> no. <laughs> the early best shows had the mic, so they kind of helped. Yeah, it was just carried on. Yeah. How's that working for everybody? Is the tech thing, tech problems gone? or? I, I don't very rarely ever had any. I mean, maybe once or twice I got kind of bounced from it, like it froze up on me. But thankfully, I never really had many. Yeah, they made a bunch of changes, and I don't know. It seems like the problems seem to have gone down. The one thing that's my only complaint about it, and it's pretty minor, is that I think that the whole thing, the show is boring and weird. Yeah. It's my problem, you know? Yeah, I have that problem sometimes. Weird. I can't hear it to my TV. And then I can... Boring. So, Mike, how were the live shows? Yeah, they were fun. Yeah, know? it seems like... <clears throat> I, I wasn't aware until relatively late in the process that I was going to be a part of it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, it was kind of a last minute... Well, not last minute, but, you know, towards the end. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to be a part of it. But uh, it went well, you know? I mean, everybody... I mean, I had a, I, well, basically I was going to go out when John was doing uh, costume changes. Okay. So, like, I went out once with Tom just to have a little banter back and forth. And then uh, I went back out for, um, to introduce Gary. And in the first show where it was, they were, they were sort of, you know, making changes as they went along. Like, in the first show, I actually went out three times. And uh, the third time I went out for like uh, a very short Q and A thing. Do you get nervous in front of a crowd like that or no? No, you, you know what it was. I mean, I knew I was going to get a supportive response, so it was like, you know, it wasn't like I was going out, out and doing stand up in front of the guys at masses. Sure, right. Which yeah. would be you know somewhat hostile, <laughs> even though they know me, you know. So I, you know, I knew the crowd would be on my side from the get-go, and you know, I think Tom was even kind of, kind of surprised how how crazy it got because, like, the late-night shows, the crowd was actually chanting, you know, because well, they were drinking probably, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I, I got a chant. I got two chants for the late shows, and I even got a, a chant and a standing ovation for the third show. Well, I mean, the very last show, which was like I think maybe the craziest audience. But uh, no, it was it was a lot of fun. Got to hang out with uh, even though she was pretty uh, Kim Gordon. Oh yeah, right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, the drummer from Derek and the Dominoes. <laughs> That's <a> Kim Gordon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wrong gender. 
JK, they're right next to each other in the alphabet. I got confused. Well, as you can imagine, we didn't have much uh, dialogue backstage. Did you ask her about humble pie? No, I mean, I basically I just said hello when she she arrived, and that was kind of where it ended with me. You know, I wasn't gonna bother her with you know. I mean, I'm not like a huge Sonic Youth fan, so like I couldn't even say, "Oh, I'm a big fan," you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I didn't want to like be a bummer. But uh, it was nice enough, you know. Kevin Gorg Kevin Gorgon was a little more animated than the last time I saw him. Who is that? He's the guy. He's in the uh, new pornographers video, and he was. Uh, oh he, yeah. Um, a bunch of movies, uh, you know. I guess most notably, he's, he's the he's the guy in the wheelchair. He's the fellas, the brother. Oh okay. All right. The sauce. But he's been in other things. He was in The Departed. He was in uh, Fringe. I never watched that show, but I think he was had a pretty big part in that thing. So we lost Mike List. Just okay. He's a strange man. So he's quite a nut. Was he? Hey, Frederick. <laughs> what? What's that tape that Jack White uh, audio that Jack White bought the record of Elvis and he's putting it out for Record Store Day? Yeah, I don't know. A bit of mild slapback reverb. Somebody saying getting clever over there. Oh well, oh well, oh well. Okay, Mike. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. We all saw your really tweet. Elephant in, the room. <laughs> elephant in the room. Yeah. On my uh, your job status again. Your employment yeah. status. Lack of job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can, we got to at least hear the departing. Yeah, the it was just. Uh, you were out, good guys. Out of the blue, I didn't really see it coming. You know. Um, you know, I can't say that like you know, my relationship with my manager was great. But it, it wasn't as bad as it had been. Uh, and, you know, I thought I was getting better at doing the things. And, you know, I, I yeah. It, did they it, lose an account or something? That, well, that's what they told me. You know, they, they told me that they were canceling uh, a bunch of newsletters and that they couldn't afford another full-time person. So whether that's the truth or not, who knows? I mean, I was coming up on a year and would have had my uh, review. But... You know, who knows, you know? I mean, I just let it go. You know, there was nothing I could say. It was that, that was it. The owner kept calling me a good guy. Uh, I was laughing, but one of my friends says that, you know, he broke it down. You know, when somebody says uh, you're a nice guy, they're breaking up with you. When they call you a good guy, you're fired. And when they call, when they call you a great guy, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was coined that because that's that's pretty sharp actually. No, I, I don't know if he coined it, but he, he posted it yesterday in Facebook. And I, I got a laugh out of it. <laughs> and so I, I yeah, I just said, well, I'm ha I'm happy. I'm not a great guy yet. Then I'll take the couple good guys that I got. You know. Yeah, it was it was just what it is. You know, I mean, I just to, to you know, it was it was short. I was out of there. That was it. Did they give you a severance package or anything? I'm just going to get paid for the next two weeks. Oh, well, yes, then. The answer is yes. I already, I already applied for unemployment again. I could have applied for that. Oh, good. And you probably still know the people at the office there. They said, you know, my, my manager said she would be a reference for me. That was kind of a, a surprise, I guess. Wow. 
And not that I know that I would give her as a reference, you know. <laughs> well, he does spend an inordinate amount of time in the bathroom. <laughs> but other than that, he causes some angst, but he's a good guy. <laughs> I did shake her hand as I depart. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it, was it a firm handshake she gave you back? Not really, but it, you know, I tried to make it as cordial as possible under the circumstances. I even offered to stay the rest of the day, but they didn't take me. They said you wouldn't be needed. Oh, they said you wouldn't be needed. That won't be necessary. It is weird, you know. They, you know, as soon as as soon as you know, I went back to my desk. You know, she's basically. I, this happened at my previous job where they, they got to watch you over your shoulder. Oh. They think you're going to go nuts, you know. <laughs> like, you know, once you're fired, you're, you're a dangerous criminal. And you've got to be monitored. They don't, they don't want you to take a dump in one of the house plants, you know. Yeah, yeah you but I mean, it's, it's a little, you know, I just worked you for with you for almost a year. And now this changes and you think I'm some sort of crazy fiend. I'm going to sabotage the company or, you know. I know, yeah, I know people are like that. It's just the environment that that's, that's the way, you know, the relationships have to change once you've been fired. <sighs> yeah, I heard that about in corporate America, and then even people that were, like, in the cubicle next to you and, and would chat with you all day long, all of a sudden they look at you as if, yeah. you know... Well, they did it in the afternoon when there's hardly anybody in the office. Okay. It, so it was only, like, you know three other people in the office when I did it. So. Was the school teacher there? The school teacher. No, she was. She she left. Okay. And that's the weird thing, too. I, you know, I, I sent some emails out last night and, um, you know, just saying, you know, hey, I, you know, I liked working with you. You were, you know, some of the nicer people there, yeah. you know, yeah. kind of said, uh, you know, sorry I didn't get a chance to say goodbye, that type of thing. And one responded, but a couple didn't respond. I'm like, what are they, afraid of responding to me? I, you know, it just seemed weird, you know? Well, they could be. People get weird, you know? Well, did you hear in Florida about you can't say climate change? No. Yeah, there was some, um, did you see the video? Yes! Oh, where, 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 where some guy was trying to get one of the state officials to say the word climate change. Yeah, hold on, change. I gotta get my article. <laughs> he, 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 wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't say it. What were those words you were using? I used climate change, but I'm suggesting that maybe as a state we use atmospheric reemployment. That might be something that the governor could get around. So, but my understanding is at this point is that we'll require that future versions of our mitigation plan will be required to have uh, language discussing that issue. What issue is that? Uh, the issue that you mentioned earlier regarding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn the chair back over. Well, maybe I shouldn't right now. <laughs> is it just like a free speech issue if, if people can't say words? Well, Governor Scott says he never told anybody they couldn't say words. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know this issue that well. I mean, I, I was actually watching, anybody watch Vice? No. They, they, no. They, they've been doing stories on it, you know, and why are so people what, what are people afraid of it that it's going to cause government spending is that is that why they're all up in arms about the issue 
I mean, I, I haven't seen any science that, you know, contradicts the other science. So what, what are they all up in arms about that issue? I, I don't know quite well, understand. companies would have to spend money they don't want to spend. Yeah, oil and heavy industry. Right, heavy and plus, industries. plus, plus they get, uh, I just heard a guy today that he was talking about that, you know, they get direct tax breaks for exploration and refining stuff. They get credits for producing, you know, valuable resources, and they also get to write off all the negative externalities, you know, all the illnesses caused by their product, because that gets absorbed by government and people with private insurance, and they pay that. So if, if solar got the same amount of money as as fossil fuels did, it would be way cheaper than fossil fuels. But right now it can't compete because solar gets hundreds of millions of dollars and and fossil fuels get tens of billions of dollars of subsidies and various tax credits and things like that. So it's because people like the Koch brothers would not be able to get any more billions. So Florida is just going to ignore the issue until Key West is underwater, right? It's already underwater, Mike. I, is it really? Well, there's parts of it. When I was down there, that uh -huh. yeah, that end of Duval Street at high tide, the water came in a block and a half. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And this was back, you know, eight years ago. Uh -huh. wow. And it's just, yeah. Saying, I better get down here then. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to you. I, I, I didn't know time was ticking. I yeah, just stay where you that. are. It'll come to you. Well, you guys are going to be in that kind of trouble too, though. All the coastal areas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's just Florida, you know, first or last in, first out. And Florida's the last. It's just a bunch of sand down at the end of the Mississippi River, basically. knows how close you are. You can really feel it, too. You feel like you're lower into the ground. Right. Especially... It looks like it... Go ahead, Mike. It looks like it, looks like it can read your... Uh, was it your aunt's memoir or your... Oh, yeah, my great aunt. Great aunt, great aunt. I'll, I'll take a look at that. It's I just, we'll have it. Yeah, I it's weird, but it's good. It's yeah, good. no, I, you know. What? What is that? What? Oh, my kids. That's why I always have my keyboard on, because I'm usually putting those in. That's Mike, that's Frederick's. A bunch of other people. All right, I'm turning off my microphone. <laughs> kids, kids, you're ruining my Skype. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was one of uh, Frederick's uh, little uh, sound, sound effects. <laughs> hey, I forgot all about the, the that. The kid button. Hey, you reminded me, Mike. It <laughs> isn't what it looked like. Oh. Anybody get the box set it? Oh, uh, yeah. I see people are receiving Yeah, I saw some people on Twitter have it. I didn't order mine yet. Oh, so yeah, I, I have money. Just selling 100 bucks on anything. 
Well, I just have a terrible tra track record with box sets. I buy them, but I never listen to them. I've only got like four of them. Big Star, 13th Floor Elevators, The Band, and then somebody gave me the Bob Dylan 1975 tour. I don't even know if that counts as a box set. I think it's got three CDs. But I don't think I've listened to any of them end to end. Why, too much information? Yeah. I haven't even read the booklet in the in the Big Star. Hell, I haven't even read the Best Show magazine. And then we got those 25 episodes. I got that. I pledged for that, and I lost that with my old computer. I didn't listen to any of them either. I don't know. I don't listen to Best Show for the product, you know. That's why sometimes I think Tom wore himself out, you know, making the premiums, but I think people would have given him a lot of money anyway, you know. You, oh, you think he, he did too much for Yeah, them? I think it was too much work for him. I think it added to his stress and made the best show a much more stressful thing, you know, especially when you're trying to, like, get bands together to record an album or 45s for you and... And then he wouldn't just do that, you know. He'd add five other things that he created. Although I, all of that, I'm sure, you know, helped him create the box set. You know, he tested everything out. Mm -hmm. What's it take to make an album? You know, the posters, magazines. Although I guess he already knew because he had done oh, the pieces. <laughs> well, that I think was a little different. Yeah, somebody got oh, the talk it? button though. If anything's going to be worth money, that's going to be the piece. Oh, yeah. Why is there an echo again? I have no idea. It's not me, is it? It's pretty bad. The static is back. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to complain to Skype. Actually, maybe I'll see if I can update or something. Because I thought I was going to be gone anyways. I was surprised it worked. Because they had given me some warning. I told you, they said they weren't going to support this anymore for Mac 12. Anybody listen to the uh, FMU alley? The what? <laughs> This, the uh, WFMU finale. I listened to the whole thing from beginning to end. Yeah, you did? <laughs> yeah, not in one sitting, though. I listened to the last three hours the next day. But the best performance? Mac, hit it out of the park, yeah. covering love. Yeah, you yeah, set the scene. pretty good. Clay Pigeon made me uh -huh. like go, uh, Grand Funk Railroad again. <laughs> We're getting closer to our goal. He did a great job, worked the audience up. I'm trying to think who else. Actually, Chris T did an incredible job on Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla. Yeah, I saw that. That wasn't bad. Yeah, he's usually pretty good. Yeah, he. he I'm surprised had... Ken wasn't. Ken wasn't there, or didn't perform anyway. You're right. I don't recall him. Oh, no, he did a song. But I don't remember what it was. It wasn't memorable. 
Did he do it very early in his? I think he did it like midway. Oh. He wasn't like a closer or anything like that. I saw that clip. What did they what did they do on that Frangry show? The blood? <laughs> I actually took some screenshots of that. Yeah. Buckets of blood if they made ten thousand dollars. And they did. Where, where was the blood from? The bathroom. And Frangry was sure somebody had peed in one of the buckets. <laughs> How about was it animal blood or what was it? No, I think it was Caro syrup and red uh, food coloring. And, but there was... The gag. Yeah. But right. it was like a carry sort of thing if they made it yeah. $10,000. And they did, though. Somebody did, yeah. Yeah. And Ken and Andy broke 30000 on one of their shows. Really? In what? one hour. Uh-huh. I think that was the one. I paid $75 to soak Andy. You know about that, right? No. Yeah, whatever people pledge in like four minutes, Andy has to write a check to match it. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and I think they got like $8,000 or something. So Andy had to write like $8,000 check. That put him at 16000 right there. But yeah, I was that, thinking of going down for Potophonics' uh, second show, but I, I didn't find out until towards the end he was didn't have a fill-in. Ira Kaplan filled Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. And I did listen to most of the uh, 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 Yola Tango, Wrecks the Classics, or whatever that's called, Destroys the Hits. But they did do a, a very good Radar Love, way better yeah. than you would have thought. I think that they uh, have played that one before. But it was funny. You could see that they printed all out on the computer. So I had like a stack of like 500 sheets of paper behind them from all the songs as soon as they got the request I think they went online and got the, the chords and lyrics yeah, yeah and so they could learn it like in a minute two minutes but the Radar Love they had down they had all the changes and everything so I'm sure they've rehearsed that one or at least jammed on it a few times but yeah it's pretty fun and they got 99% of their goal which wasn't too bad yeah, that's good. The community radio station down here raises two hundred and fifty thousand, you know, in a week, uh-huh. and they stay on the air. But I mean, I know it's a lot less expensive, and they do not have any of the internet uh, presence that FMU yeah. does. That's why I end up making a mouse pledge. One of the guys in the, uh, the band that was playing a live show is. Uh the fake, the oh, the fake limbs were they there? No, that was Chicago. That was they. They did the Chicago show. Okay, so the and, theme uh, weavers guy. Yeah, he works in community radio. I was talking to him. His name was Ajax. Huh. Yeah. And that's his given name. I guess so. I mean, that's what he. That's how he introduced himself. And I was like, oh, okay. I never met an Ajax before. Yeah. But it was good to meet Tony. Tony's the guy who did um, the Gravity's Rainbow theme song. And, you know, he, he was a good, good guy. Nice to meet. Yeah, that was a real rocking song. Yeah. And, yeah, and then Mike so theme did as well, yeah. Oh, that's right. Uh, has anybody else noticed that Fred 
Hurts is the only one that doesn't echo. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Is that because I'm hosting? No, it's because you have your mic too close to your speakers. Oh, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Mike, yeah. What did you make of that strange things that happened if he's turned against him? I, yeah. I mean, I missed the whole thing. Come until... on, Mike, help me out, AP. I mean, PC. I need to know a little more. I'm. Is that one time? Oh, yeah. Background on it? Yes, please. A, a brief one. Well, first, of, keep this off the podcast. All right, I'm in the pod. Like a kissed. Oh, yeah, this is on the face. Really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. I can hear everything that you're saying, Mike, okay, through Frederick's speaker. Did it go away now? Did it go away then? So now everything was cool with that, though, Mike. It was like that which just settled itself. Oh yeah, no, he didn't. He, he didn't let that affect him. You know, he had. Oh good. It, it, it was so bizarre. I thought that's how Kristen Shaw ended up being the next guest. No, that was just a coincidence, Oops. you know. Yeah, he, he rushed to book some female guests. Then he got that whatever that Kimmy girl. I didn't say that Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, uh, uh, Ellie Kemper, I think her name. Yeah. I didn't make it all the way through her interview. I, I have trouble with women's voices sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Means, but uh, <laughs> 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 gravitas. Well, I'm happy to hear that that wasn't uh, that wasn't uh, it, you know didn't shake Tom too much because I, I I thought it was strange and fairly obnoxious. To, it just seemed like something that would have been better discussed on the message board than on. Uh, uh, screaming on Twitter all all Saturday afternoon, you know. I missed it entirely. I, I wasn't around that day, and I didn't see it until after the fact. People told me. Yeah, very, very, very weird. I mean, and just like, and I, I can't think of a show that's gone out of its way to be more inclusive to everybody, you know, as far as a, a comedy show goes. I mean, they give you a number to call, <laughs> you know, like... You get to talk to the host, you know? It's like... And the other thing is, like, the show kind of came out of, like, the um, indie alt-rock scene, and right? Like, Yeah, and I feel like you always gave women preference, you know? Oh, without a doubt. They, yeah. don't, I mean, get, it, they don't get the heave-ho as often. Yeah, because, I mean, how fun would that be to be, like, have some brute on the phone screaming at women? Like, you know what I mean? That's not yeah. funny, you know? Like... <laughs> I don't know. It sounded pretty good when you described it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But it's be like that would be like a picketing a pavement show for not having enough women in the band. You know, it's kind of like the way I thought. It's like just be aware that you're into some stuff that white people are into. You know, like yeah, it's it's definitely a. Um 
a, like the best show is definitely like a white dude show, but you know, it's not like Tom is going out of his way to. And he, I mean, he's trying to be inclusive, but yeah, yeah it just yeah, happens I mean, to appeal to to white guys. Yeah, and speaking, there's a big white dude. There comes on and talks about prog rock. You know, it's like that's not going to appeal to everybody. And you know, just, yeah, yeah. Speaking of white dudes, <laughs> I, I had like a, a stalker at the, the first uh, night of the shows at Brooklyn. All oh. right, now this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I was going to ask if anything weird. Almost happened. forgot about him. Oh. What happened was like Sunday before the shows, this guy came in, you know, and he was your typical best show fan, a young guy in his, I guess, early thirties. Did he have like, a beard? He had a little. He had a little scruffy thing going on. Yeah. Collar or no collar? Uh, I don't know. I don't know his clothes, but uh, was he wearing uh, he, shorts he or long in, pants? He came in. I kind of <laughs> sized him up, and uh, you know, when a best show fan comes into masses, it's like you know, it's clear. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's not a it's a no brainer. Yeah, know, like, okay. I've said that before. That you can spot them. So he came in. And I was chatting with him, but this was actually the first time where I had two separate groups come in. You know, like he came in and then, you know, I'm talking to him for a while. And then uh, this young couple came in. They had just been to there was a film festival at uh, the Jersey City State College. And, um, you know, they had a bad experience there. And they, they thought they'd uh, since they were nearby, they'd stop in at masses. But they were like a little shy. I mean, I kind of sized them up as soon as they came in, too. But they, you know, they didn't want to say, oh, Mike, you know, I listened to the show or anything. So they kind of were sitting at this back table. And, you know, while I'm talking to the other guy, I kind of called him and said, you know, you're best show fans, right? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, come on over here then, you know. It's like <laughs> I'm not going to yell across the room at you, you know. So they came over. And then so it was the three of us sitting there. And the first guy who was there, his name was Nicholas. And, you know, he was kind of, you know, he, he was excited about things and he was really kind of dominating the conversation. And at times he was getting a little, you know, irritating, but, uh, you know, he was he was enjoying himself. He wasn't drinking really that much. He, he drove over. And so he was drinking soda and stuff. The, Where did the they come from, did you say? Where were they from? Where was the guy from? Yeah, I think he was from Brooklyn. Okay, and uh, and the couple was from Brooklyn as well. Um, they started drinking though. They they weren't driving. They took uh, what's that? You uh, look, Yulo or whatever. What's that? Uber. That, uh, that renegade uh, taxi service. Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they took Uber over. Uber over. Hey, that's nice. And um, so it was towards the end. Well, the Nicholas guy left. And then, yeah, then it was the, the, the couple. And, you know, this, this guy who's like, nobody likes this guy. This guy comes in. He's a retired uh, fire chief. But he's, he's just an irritating know-it-all type guy. And people can't stand him. But he, he keeps coming in. I don't know. You know, I don't quite understand this because people have, like, made it clear to him that nobody likes him. <laughs> but he keeps coming in. But he, what I've seen with him before is that he gets creepy around women. Oh. And he, 
he was sitting next near the the young girl, you know, <laughs> and he was getting creepy with it with her. And I kind of warned the boyfriend. I said, you know, this guy's a creep, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you might want to get help her out there. But she did her right, you know. But the thing is, you know, yeah, they were they were going. I mean, it was a Sunday night, so I only have like a couple drink drinks when I get off, and then I go home. I, I can't stay out late, you know. Right. They they stayed Usually after me. You know, they kept going. I, you know, I hope they made it on. <laughs> but anyway, then the the live show happened, and I just kind of walked through the bell house, and, and sure enough, there's this Nicholas guy right at the bar, ready to greet me. You know, so I'm like, hey, Nick, how you, how's it going? You know, so I said hello to him, and then just kind of went backstage. But then, you know, during the intermission between the two shows, he's backstage somehow. Uh oh. So I don't know if he like said, "Oh, I'm a friend of Mike's." How he how he got in? Well, there's some then, tricks they say to getting backstage. Oh no, it probably wasn't that hard. He probably just went in behind some people. Nobody. It wasn't like there was security at the doors or anything. Okay. And, and but then after that, he kept trying to get back. You know. And I, you know, I didn't even see him, but uh, I think Tony from the the band was like telling him, you know, he can't come back, <laughs> you know. So, so he was he got a little uh, carried away with himself. They were they were calling him my stalk, you know. Oh. Because I think he kept saying, "Oh, Mike, Mike you know, knows me." <laughs> I just, I died. <laughs> now we're best buddies. <laughs> Oh no, Mike's Mike and I are tight, man. Just let just let me through there. Yeah, Mike can vouch for me. Yep. Did you get so? Uh, did he take uh, any of the beer out of the backstage cooler? Yeah, when, when I first yeah when I first met him, he, he him and uh, I guess he had a buddy with him. They were, they were already into the beer. That's where I saw him. You know, oh. <laughs> they were at the beer. You know, sampling. Uh, you know, having a few free ones. <laughs> I, I think that was part of uh, what he was trying to get at, the free beer. Well, you said he didn't drink at the bar. Maybe he only drinks free beer. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think that he was driving that night, you know. Okay. Well, then we at least know he's responsible to some degree. <laughs> <laughs> or he might have his license revoked forever. <laughs> I lost a Mustang to somebody that had their license revoked forever. His uh, thoughts of his thoughts about the jinx. Uh, or... Okay. I thought it was really suspicious that he, he got arrested like right after show or right before the show, the yeah. finale. You know, I mean, so they had that evidence for a while. <laughs> Did it take the police that long to like piece things together and to arrest him? It was. I thought it was a little weird. Yeah, they might have not revealed. Uh... And if you knew if you knew he got arrested like a few months ago, there was really no point to watch the show. I mean, you you could see him being creepy and so on. Yeah. But um, you know, it it did seem like he was kind of flat out guilty. How he got off in Texas is like beyond the imagination. How you know a jury could separate the fact that he mutilated a body 
Yeah. They could kill somebody in self-defense and then cut up the bodies. And they were able to separate the two things. Yeah, and and um, and he hid the head. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Why didn't they? That was one question I had. You know, since he admitted that he cut up the bodies, why didn't they find out where the head was? Or did he just say that that apparently floated off? Yeah. <laughs> that was the, that was the one that was the one body part that didn't wash up on shore. Yeah, I didn't think it was great. I mean, a lot of people. I mean, it was worth watching, but it, you know, it, it was it was it was manipulative. I think you know. How how does it stack up to True Detective? Well, this is a documentary. Oh so. uh, yeah, it's a different oh. thing. Oh I mean, really? It was more interesting because I, I didn't I didn't know anything about the case. I I missed the whole. Now this is not related to serial though, is it? What's that? Serial. No. It's, it's kind of similar. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was different because this guy was guilty of sin, and, you know, I don't think there was anybody out there who thought he was innocent watching oh. the show. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, the serial thing, she was trying to do a, a thin blue line, and I, I think that's not good. I, I hear that he's going to get a rehearing or something. I, oh. I, I, I thought that guy was guilty of sin, too. I, I never bought him. I think he... You know, he suffered this woman who like knows nothing about homicide investigations. Who was like playing Nancy Drew, oh. and you know she got a te- she got a radio show out. Right, right. So, so Jinx is based on a true story, or did it involve the actual yeah, no, people? It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a documentary where, where the um, the guy who was is. Uh, most people consider as the killer of these three people um, is is interviewed in the uh, in it. Never, yeah, he he was tried for one murder and he got off on it. The two other murders he's never been tried on, but you know it was convincing. That one was his his wife who just disappeared. Oh, yeah, he, he's a he's a um is. He's a multi-millionaire, so that's yeah. why he's got oh. access to millions of dollars. So he's got the best lawyers. Oh, wait, is we're he, able to get him off? Is Actually, he in Central America? No, he's arrested. They, they arrested him in New Orleans. Oh, okay. it looked like he was, he was going to flee the country, but they they arrested him. So he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna go up on uh, uh, his friend that he killed in uh, in California. He, and he killed her because she probably knew some information about his wife's disappearance. Oh, well, did yeah. It seemed like she was blackmailing him uh, because because he big, gave her a check for fifty thousand dollars or something. The big smoking gun was that the, the, the whoever killed her sent a note to the police. Oh, and and then they later they uncovered a letter that he wrote to his friend, and the handwriting is identical. You know, he, he even spells the word Beverly wrong in both. Oh situations. my goodness! Yeah, so I mean, it was it was quite clear that you know he was the one who sent the letter about the body. Well, wasn't it the 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 McAfee antivirus guy that is in a similar situation in Central America? I don't know about that. One. I don't know about that. But this guy had um at the end of the show. He, he kept his mic on. Yeah. Oh, um, and no. And then mutters um, about having killed, ha- having uh, killed the oh, three people. Oh, this sounds yeah. fake. I mean, because, you know, they say they always return to the scene of the crime and that, oh. 
Well, it's not fake. It's no, not. It was right after they confronted him with the, the letter. And, you know, so he, he, he says he has to use the bathroom. He goes off, and he's muttering to himself, and he's like, But he's wearing your body, Mike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, there it is. You're caught. Killed them all, of course. Oh, my God. All the more reason for me to stop talking to myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I killed anybody, but you never know. It's just a bad habit. Oh, my. And the weird thing was, like, most of the episodes were, only, were somewhere even under 45 minutes. So it, it could have even been a shorter series, you know? So, yeah, it was just weird, the timing of the arrest, and everybody's denying that there was a connection. There had to be a connection. It was too... It was too or either they, or, or they were irresponsible and not going to the police early enough as soon as they uncovered the evidence, you know. Forget about the television show you produced. You know, you found evidence. Yeah. Murder, you know? Uh, so you, you should just go to the police immediately. So is, is he in jail now or out? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's arrested. Did he go to jail because jail. I don't think they gave bail. Because he, he of got arrested. What he said? Um, he, he he was arrested for possessing uh, drugs, like over a hundred thousand um, dollars, a gun, like a, a disguise, and they raided his house and they found like maps of Florida and Cuba. <laughs> so, so he's he's clearly planning on uh, fleeing the country. Oh man. I had no idea. We forgot to mention when he when he when he was on the lamb in Texas where he killed the guy. Yeah. He, his disguise. He was disguised as a mutant. <laughs> yeah, a mute botanist. Oh, uh, oh I thought he said a mutant. <laughs> and um, I, I don't I don't know why he killed that guy. Um, that was kind of unclear. He, he was well, hiding. He just got into some sort of dispute with him, and you know he's he's a hothead, and you know. Yeah. Tones of violence. <laughs> so how old is the jinx? Is he like... Now he's in his 70s. He's oh. Like early 70s. So when did all this occur? A while ago, like in the, the 80s. Fir the okay. first murder occurred in the 80s. The second and third murder occurred in the 90s, I think. No, his wife disappeared like in the early 80s. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was the first murder. And then... And then they, I, I don't know. I, I, I think his, uh, his, his family was protecting him and making sure that he uh, was investigated for her disappearance. <laughs> I mean, they open a ton of real estate in New York, and they're super rich, so they probably have connections with the um, New York police. Yeah, well, I put up that McAfee guy, and I think he's in a similar situation. You know, he's just got so much money that he, mm -hmm. he can keep a certain protective circle around himself. Plus, I think he left the United States, or at least the last I knew he had. <clears throat> yes, yeah, so someone made the comment uh, that this that uh, Robert Durst is so rich that, like... He had to basically confess on uh, on um, on uh, on his, uh, in a microphone for him to finally. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> and he's probably gonna get off again. 
Yeah. Or get a real lenient sentence. I think think the lawyers will probably say he was set up. You know, it was like a setup. Mm -hmm. And and most people are probably against, like, Hollywood-type people. So, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he gets off. Yeah, um, and he could just say, oh, I was muttering what they were thinking about me or something. Yeah. He can, his lawyers can spin that probably pretty well. Wow. Wow. So lawyers are really more like PR people than people in pursuit of justice. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Another cherished ideal. He paid, um, I think, $3 million, $2.5 million for his defense in the um, case in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got, like, the two best lawyers in, in Texas to defend him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and Rocky Erickson got electroshock therapy for possessing marijuana. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have any lawyers in Texas. No. I, I know of a guy who's getting electroshock therapy. Well, I've <laughs> um, heard they've improved. Therapy. They've improved it a lot. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. But I just think it's odd. I, I guess he's he is... His mental problems have become so bad that, like, he, he's he's turned to this. It's like a last resort. <clears throat> well, I understand that it has gotten much more specific, you know, as they figured out how the brain works and you try different mm. voltages. Yeah. Well. Yep. Back in the old days, they just gave you a shot. They didn't really know what part of the brain they were working on. Yeah. And you could get lobot. I don't know when when the last lobot- lobotomy was performed in the U.S., but I think they were still doing it, like, in the early 70s. So, um, like, Rocky Erickson could have potentially gotten a lobotomy. Something. Yeah, well, fortunately, he didn't. They got out before that. <clears throat> Did you watch that movie, Mike? Which movie? The Rocky Erickson? Yeah, I, 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 I saw the movie, and I actually read that book that was out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did talk about that. The uh, <clears throat> uh, I Mind. Oh, was I, interesting. I love that book. Yeah, but it was, it was like... It was almost too much detail for me, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I felt like I was riding in the car with them. And then the cops busting the tubes on their amps when they couldn't find any drugs, but they'd break the tubes <coughs> working in the amps just so they couldn't perform. Oh, no. Actually, I, I saw him down at the uh, Austin Music Festival. The first time he performed, when he sort of came back for that little... Oh, well, I'm go- I'm, I'm, it appears that I'm going to Austin in April to see the 13th Floor Elevators reunion. At least, really? if, yeah. at least if Mrs. Newport Ritchie has anything to do with it. I came where, are they, where are they playing? Uh, the Psych Fest. The Flaming oh, Lips are going to be a support band. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. And Lightning Bolt and Tame Impala 
Yeah. I hope you don't have to experience like the flaming lips coming on stage and doing like a song with uh, thir- 13 floor elevators. Oh, that would be a little weird. <laughs> Is it at uh, Zilker Park? Oh, I don't know. I'd, I I can find out, I guess. <coughs> you can't be serious about Lightning Bolt. Yes. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. They're they're crazy too. I kind of like them, and they did they made they did a song with the Flaming Lips. But yeah, that guy is the wildest bass player I've seen in years. I didn't know they were still around. Lightning Bolt. Carson Creek Ranch in Austin. They weren't around for a while. I think they just put something out. Oh, okay. But yeah, those guys can make a lot of noise for just the bass and drums, man. Yeah, I have their first four albums. I oh. I really like them. Okay, well they're gonna be there. There, there was oh, a, shit, man. It was uh, where, the, the lineup was. Where where earplugs for that? You'll need it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you might not be able to hear uh, 13 floor elevators. <laughs> Jesus and Mary Chain, Spiritualized, Primal Scream, The Black oh, Angels, The OCs. Like Primal Scream and all? Yeah. Earth is yeah, going to be there. They're pretty fun. Yeah. That's a good line. I didn't buy their records, but I have them on lots of my, uh, you know, late 80s, early 90s. Cassettes. Yeah. That I used to and they're blues based enough for you, right? Yeah. And the mini mansions are going to be there. Ringo Death Star. And then I think it's getting a little thinner down towards the bottom here. Although blank tape seems kind of familiar. Eternal Tapestry, I know I like. I'm pretty sure I heard them on uh, Fabio's show. They're a good drony band. But yeah, so there's quite a bit of stuff here. Have you been to Austin before? No. Mrs. Newport oh, Ritchie was, I though. I liked it. That's what she said. Uh-huh. And then I came home one day, Mike, and she says, good news. You're going to get to go to Austin. I said, uh-huh. what, did I win a trip, something like that? She, she goes, no, the 13th floor elevators are doing a reunion, their first reunion show. One of the guitarists, uh, or the other guitarist, is dead, right? Stacy, yeah. He, he got a bullet in 78. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a little argument that got out of hand a bit. But yeah, and they didn't say who's going to be filling in for him, because I don't want Rocky to have to take over the lead guitar duties as well as singing. I don't think that'll work out very well. How is his voice now? I remember... 2013, he sounded good. Uh, that's good. At least on the YouTube at the show I heard. And then when Tom saw him, he said he was still in fine shape. Well, I saw him, he sounded pretty good. Hmm. And, and, and Tommy Hall's going to be there, the jug player. And it's going to be the first oh, time cool. he's played with Rocky in 48 years or something. And he was the main lyricist. Because I really love him. I never liked the jug sound. I got used to it. It became part of the the feel of it. But yeah, I didn't think it was crucial. But his lyrics were, especially on Easter Everywhere, you know, he he was a man. 
And that was the cool thing about the book, where Rocky be in the studio recording and Tommy be out there going, no, no, that's not what I meant. And then he'd rewrite the lyrics and Rocky would go right back in and nail it again with different words. Yeah. Kind of brilliant in that way, at least. Has he put out any um, studio stuff recently? <sighs> the last thing I got was the one I can't remember the name of the band there was like an all uh, indie band that he put out a record with this is going back a few years now and it wasn't all original stuff in a way they were kind of like picking up the ephemera because I don't think he's writing anything new or, or anything like that there was a there was a couple good songs. I mean, really good songs, and the rest were just all right. I'm gonna see if I can find it because I bought it and I only I loved one song, but I had heard it on one of those, you know, where they put out a sampler for a record label, and then when you mm -hmm. get the record, and then the best song is the one you already heard on the sampler, you know, it's kind of a disappointment. And then I like some of his the early '80s stuff. Yeah, yeah, I like those weird horror movie lyrics. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, Ockerville River. There it is. Yeah, true love cast out all evil. They give it much higher rating than I would. Four and a half stars. I wouldn't go that far. I give it three, maybe. But it's a good record, not a great one. 2010, so that was a while back. But yeah, I, I haven't picked up everything. But he played with a, with a bunch of different bands during that period, and some of them were really great rock and roll bands. I mean, I think they would have sounded good whether Rocky was there or not. He gained uh -oh. a ton of weight within, like, one year. Uh-oh. Recently? So there's a, but... This is from like 2007 to 2008. I can show you the. Okay. Like, there. Boy, you have quite an interest in weight. Now you said your weight was going what, up or down? Um, staying the same. Oh. <laughs> very. This this is like a, a very noticeable um, difference in weight. Oh, there he's looking a little round. Where's the other one? Did you put up both of them, or is this the next one? Yeah, I just put... I put <coughs> oh. You all right? Oh! Yeah. <laughs> hey, but he's getting a little kind of like a Garcia-esque look about him. Yeah. What do you mean, like power of death? Yeah. <laughs> Although he looks better with a beard than without one. But who doesn't these days? <laughs> hey. Yes? You growing a beard? Stand uh, It's been around for quite some years. <laughs> okay, now what else do we got here? Oh, that's the <laughs> Rocky some... on his way to Psych Fest. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> no. And didn't I hear Leslie West died? Because that did make me think of Mountain when I saw that picture. 
I know he lost his leg. Well, it says he um, he lost his lower right leg. Uh, yes. Lose it. He got it was amputated. So he knows where it is. <laughs> yeah. It's not yeah, lost. It's, it's probably. <laughs> Um, as a result of complications from diabetes. Yeah. That was in t- 2011, so. <clears throat> oh, this, this old stuff is old. Ah. Oh, wait, now Dougal's got something here. Oh, was he the one that put that picture up? <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, I remember those guys. Are you guys old enough to remember them? They used to show up like, I forget, rodeos or or NASCAR things. I just know them as like a kitschy picture from yesteryear. I can't even see the picture, but it's got to be the fat guys on a a mini bike. Yeah, and they look identical. They're like twin brothers. Yeah, it's it's, um, a screen cap of of a Simpsons episode where they in it. But that's them. They used to show up periodically. I guess they were like the 70s equivalent of a meme or something. In a way, yeah. Maybe not a meme. Kind of like uh, uh, what are some other memes? Elroy was here. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't last long. A real flash in the pan. And the new one seems to be disruptive media and disruptive technology. Everybody seems mm-hmm. to want everything to be disruptive. You know, kind of no like the, kind of like the uh, car was to the horse and buggy. In, in what way? Oh, you just you now that I've said it, you'll you'll see it it's showing up all over the place. It's like the catchphrases that go around with the Republicans like uh, I'm not a scientist when it came to climate change. Everybody kept saying, I'm not a scientist. Well, I I can't really say I'm not a scientist. So 21 scientists went to see Rick Scott and said, we're scientists. And we'll tell you. And he sat there and did not give an inch. And then they finally said to him, they said, look, you're not a scientist, but we're like the cartographers and you're the navigator. You know, we can give you the information, but you're the one that has to make the decision where to go. And he just looked, gave him a blank stare and think talked about jobs, jobs, jobs or something. What's his approval rating now? Oh, it's in the, you know, low 40s, you know, maybe 42%. Way lower than the medical marijuana, I can tell you that. That was 58%. But they needed 60 to pass. Mm. Yep. So you, you don't get the amendment you want, and you get the governor you don't want. But that's the way it works sometimes in democracies. But all right, guys. Well, I am getting ready to wind it up unless we've got some pressing topic that we've overlooked. We know Mike needs a job, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> people people revamped my uh, resume and I already sent the resume to a couple people who contacted me so oh alright so you're being serious well and you can also cash in on your uh, increased celebrity well, you know they, they talk about networking so yeah I'm, I'm kind of networking you know wow if only you had known sooner you could have handed out resumes at the uh 
Bell House. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that was going to laugh. It probably would have got some laughs. And probably it's some stalkers, too. <laughs> All right, guys. Good talking. Yeah, good talking, everybody. Yeah, Have a good fun. So there's going to yeah, be a okay, best show tomorrow? Yeah, the yeah, podcast. They, they're they're recording a show. So when <laughs> is it going to be ready for broadcast? It's, it's tomorrow. tomorrow on the Twitter. It's going to be on iTunes. Okay. I'll check but it out. Yeah, there won't be any callers or anything. So I don't, I don't even know if it's like going to be a full three hours or just an hour. Or, uh, I, don't, I have no idea. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting. Okay, gang. Talk to y'all later. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good talking to you. Good night, all. Take care. That was fun. Right. Mm -hmm. Battery made it.